Hey, hey, before we begin today, I want to ask you questions. You know what you're listening to? Do you? No? You're listening to episode 50. Episode 50. We've done 50s of these. 50s. We've done 50s of these since March. No, April. 50s of these since April. Isn't that crazy? Anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I think it's pretty funny. Have a good one. Hello and welcome to Agios Dos. My name is Bill Dijkstra. Today is June 28th and we commemorate the translation of the relics of St. Cyrus and John. In honor of today's saints, we are going to read a homily by St. Sophronius of Jerusalem. We had just heard from him earlier this week on the Feast of the Nativity of John the Forerunner. Do you remember that? I really liked it. It was the one where he was talking about how St. Elizabeth was speaking on behalf, uh, on behalf of St. John when she spoke those words, What have I done so that the mother of my Lord came to me? Something along those lines. It was really beautiful. Anyways, I'm super excited for this one. Um, So, without further ado, here's St. Sophronius recalling a miracle attributed to the saints for Gesius the Philosopher. Gesius was not famous because he wore a philosopher's garment, but primarily because he was distinguished in the art of medicine, and he was also recognized as an excellent teacher of medicine for all those who wanted to learn the art in his time. Gesius, however... Although great in wisdom and of an excellent reputation, which he received from the physicians of Alexandria, was not free from the error of idolatry, as those who knew him closely have said, but he spread everywhere that he accepted baptism for the fear of sanctions. Indeed, when he came out of the baptistry, it is said that he spoke a blasphemous phrase from the Homeric epics concerning the drowning of Ajax. This impiety was concealed within him, even though he received baptism, and because he sneered and ridiculed the Christians, that they erroneously revere Christ, and he ridiculed St. Cyrus and John, claiming that they healed with the art of medicine those who were ill, and not by some divine supreme power. Inquiring about the medicine the saints suggested for the sick to use in order to receive healing, he argued that these were exactly taught by the ancient physicians, saying that this was from Galen, that was from Hippocrates, and this patch was from Democrates, and he generally claimed that all these were from the healing wisdom of famous physicians, and he referred to their writings where it is said, what he referred to, and that, in a natural way, the sick were healed who hastened to the martyrs. But that this was all chatter and nonsense from Gesius is proved both by the facts as well by Gesius himself, who made them up, because the mad Gesius himself became sick in his scapula, shoulders, and neck, which became paralyzed and could not move at all. 
Ignoring the cause of the pain, he vainly struggled to heal himself, as he had healed others, using all kinds of ointments and various clean and warm foods with difficult diets, because he believed he was suffering from diaplasis and that he had supposedly gathered water. So he tried everything. He learned from Galen and Hippocrates and other physicians, and having considered and reconsidered that he was not able to heal himself, he invited physicians from the city, who, when they had advised him, he assured them that he had already applied what they had advised himself. So they had nothing else to say and confessed that only God could make him well. Therefore they kindly advised him to flee to the martyrs, Cyrus and John. When Jesus, insisting on his error, told them that the saints do everything in a medical way and that there was nothing new, but all the recipes of the holy martyrs could be found in the ancient books, the wise physicians then reported cases of healings and corresponding medicines which were unrelated to the classical medicine, and being unable to explain this, they silenced him. Nonetheless, though he was not completely persuaded, he was firmly persuaded by the strong pains that had plagued him, and so he eventually went to the martyrs and fervently pleaded with them to heal him. The saints appeared in his sleep and they gave him medicine for his illness, which operated not only to heal his sickness but also served as a means of punishment for the sufferer because, although he considered himself wise, he proved to be a fool and completely senseless. Bring, they said to him, a saddle and wear it over your shoulders, neck, and throat, where you suffer and have problems, and at noon go around the sacred ground of the church, crying out, Oh, how foolish I am and completely senseless, and your health will immediately be restored. He, however, believed this was a figment of his imagination, so he did not do what the saints ordered him to do. However, when he once again began to call upon the martyrs, they advised him to do something worse. For having come again to him in his sleep, they ordered him that, together with the saddle, to hang from his neck a large bell, and with these to go around the church, crying out, I am a fool. But he considered this also to be of his imagination, because he could not explain the relationship between the saddle and the bell, and the method of healing his illness. So he asked Christ to heal him of his sickness, and at the same time, from his fantasies. Then the saints once again appeared, and they insisted that he do what they had previously told him, but with the addition of wearing a bridle like a horse, and a servant was to drag him by the bridle, while he clearly recited the phrase, I am a fool. The saints did not, of course, add the bridle and the bell to correct themselves, but to make apparent the senselessness of Jesus with the greatest shame and the most terrible ridicule in order to strike his folly and help him recover by bringing him to his right mind. This time Jesus hesitated to again consider this a figment of his imagination, and in order not to provoke the wrath of the saints, he decided, with a heavy heart, to obey the order. He therefore placed a saddle on his shoulders, hung a bell from his neck, and put a bridle in his mouth. Then he had a servant pull him into the church through the ten galleries, where he continuously cried out, I am a fool. Having fulfilled the command of the saints, 
he was healed and re- received his he- back his health, which always loves to obey the orders of the saints. When night came, the martyrs once again appeared in his sleep, saying, Because you think the medicines we give to the sick are the inventions of physicians, tell us in which manuscript do Galen or Hippocrates, whom you admire, write of these aids for your illness, and where does Democrates or another physician refer to them? If you find what they say about it, then you are verified in your, in your other claims." But because it is certain that they said none of these things, know that for everything else you say, you are in falsehood. In this way, the holy martyrs, having scolded the slanderer, ended the dream. Even in his dreams, he was not able to oppose the martyrs. So he woke up stunned by the most wise rebuke of the saints, and after praising their power that merely by their grace and not by medicine do they heal those who flee to them. He went away from the church healed. I don't know about you, but sometimes, in a certain respect, I'm kind of like GCS. I think I know best, but in reality, I'm the most foolish person in the room. So maybe, if we've got the guts, we should go to Cyrus and John to teach us some humility. Anyways, thank you very much for listening. This has been your Daily Dose of Agios. St. Cyrus and John... Pray for us. However, when he once again began to call upon the martyrs, they advised him to do something worse. For having come again to him in his sleep, they ordered him that, together with the saddle, to hang up...